is like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. I guess always is an overstatement because you were not with me last week when I quickly told everybody that we weren't doing an episode. Um, But normally uh, Corey is with me and we didn't do uh, an episode last week because we just needed some time off. Corey was a little under the weather. I'm I'm kind of always tired, kind of live in this state of like exhaustion and awareness that I, I, you know, fuel with coffee and and energy drinks. so we took last week off, uh, but no worries. We were supposed to review Box Trolls last week, but tonight we're actually going to do two Leica films. We're going to do Box Trolls and Missing Link. Um, we are going to cut out the uh, what we've been watching just to make this still a manageable episode for us because it is late when we record. Uh, at least it is. It's kind of late for me. It's it's getting later for Corey, and I have to get up super early tomorrow to uh, take Kathy to work. So. Um, and then run. So, you know, I take her to work and then I'm going to run. But um, this is uh, April 2021. We are in the middle of drawing conclusions. We've got two movies to talk about tonight, one more next week. And then we are done with the, this particular theme uh, as we move into May. Um, so, as mentioned, we're doing two Leica films, Box Trolls, which I had never seen. And I believe, Corey, you also had not seen Box Trolls. Oh, I've seen Box Trolls. Oh, you've seen Box Trolls. Uh, I have seen Missing Link. You had not. So we, we flipped. Um, so a good good balance here. Um, but before we do that, we do like to catch up. So, Corey, how are you feeling this week? Uh, much better. Thank you for, yeah. I was going to say rescheduling, but it wasn't really rescheduling. And hi, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm fine. I Yeah. How are you? I, I am okay. Uh, you know, it's been um a busy week we're you know winding down the school year uh getting ready to go into summer break um and that is always exciting but also stressful because like now there's like state testing happening and then trying to balance like schoolwork with that stuff and um you know and, and this is it's a little different this time of around because it is a lot less people in the room but you know you still have like grades are coming up and you're trying to get kids to turn in work but they're already kind of feeling like ah the year's over um so it's like a lot of that and then i got yearbook stuff happening and um we have two graduations because my school is determined to give last year's graduating class a graduation ceremony uh so we have that happening soon and then the regular you know the the current seniors are going to get their graduation hopefully pending everything still works out um, and stuff like that. So we have all that going on, like coming up in the next month. Uh, so it's, it's just so much winding down. And at the same time that it feels like you're winding up because there's just so much to do. Um, but I've been trying to, you know, watch some movies and uh, I've been keeping up with the Falcon and the winter soldier, uh, which ended today this morning. In fact, I watched the last episode of the of the series probably. Um, it's hard to tell Marvel's not doing like they're not committing to these being recurring seasons. They don't want to, cause they don't know what the story is going to do. They're, they're making shows based around building the universe out, not, not uh, committing to like long-term series. So uh, who knows what will happen with this um, afterwards, but 
I liked it. It's getting some it's getting some negative criticism, but I enjoyed it. But um but yeah, you know, otherwise mostly I would say mostly good. But there's some days, you know, where it's just like Ugh. Um so I think that's we'll just hop right into uh the box trolls here. So uh listener, we don't usually do a double episode, so just to kind of give the flow, we will do uh box trolls. Uh, spoiler free and then we'll do a little spoilers with box trolls um then we will take a quick break we'll get into missing link spoiler free and then missing link with spoilers and that will wrap up the episode so just to kind of give you a flow of how we're going to move through these movies um and i'm I'm going to hope i can remember box trolls because i did watch it a week and a half ago in preparation for last week's episode and i'm hoping i remember everything we'll see what happens um Let's get into the deets for Box Trolls. So it came out in 2014. Uh, Leica Studios. Uh, quick little history. I'm a big fan of Kubo and the Two Strings. I like Coraline, which we did on this podcast a few years back. Um, I, I'm not as big a fan of Coraline as a lot of other people. And I think, Corey, you are similar with to me in that regard, right? For both of those. Yeah. Um, and uh, I like Paranorman, which is um, another Leica film. Uh, I don't I don't love it. I don't dislike it at all, though. I, I definitely enjoyed the movie. Um, and uh, I saw Missing Link, which I will get into my thoughts on that one in a little bit. But uh, somehow I'd skip Box Trolls. Um, I don't know exactly the reason. There was no intentionality. I've, I've had access to it for a while. Uh, we bought a three-pack of the Leica Blu-rays. It was Coraline, uh, Paranorman, and Box Trolls. So I've had it for a while. I just still hadn't made an effort to watch it. Um, the movie uh, currently has a 61 on Metascore, a 6.8 IMDb user score. Um, stars some big people, Ben Kingsley, Jared Harris, Nick Frost, Richard Ayoade. I-, I always mess his name up. Um, Steve Blum, uh, D. Bradley Baker, Tracy Morgan, who has uh, is actually a relatively big role. Um, I'm looking for, uh, there's eggs. Isaac Hempstead Wright. And L. Fanning, who are really the leads, and they're way down on this list for some reason. And then um, Simon Pegg shows up, Brian George, Tony Collette's in it. Uh, I mean, it's a huge cast. Um, directed by Graham Annabelle and Anthony Stachi, uh, who I'm not super familiar with. I don't know if they've worked on any other Leica products uh, or projects, I meant to say. They were involved with the animation for Paranorman and Kubo, but not directors, which I knew that. They weren't the directors for Kubo because Kubo's director is, I believe, Travis Knight, who directed Bumblebee, the best Transformer movie. So um, lots of reasons for me to have watched this in the cast. Uh, I knew nothing about this. I had no no prior. I don't know if this is based on a book like like Coraline is. Um, but uh, I you know, threw it on and I really liked it. Um, I actually uh, one. I do think L Fanning is the better of the two Fannings. You know, no offense to Dakota. I think Dakota's talented, but L, I, her, the movies that she has done have been more uh, compelling to me and I've been more drawn to watch. Um, so I tend to, to think of her as the better of the two. Um, I think she's really good in this and in, in her voice acting role. Um, what happened to Dakota? I feel like she likes off the face of the earth. She does a really obscure indie films. Like, like they both do a lot of independent stuff, but uh, Dakota still acts, but she does some like really weird bit parts. She is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's re- very good. She's like one of the uh, cult girls, right? She is. She's okay. kind of the lead cult girl, I guess. Okay. Maybe how to think of it, but um, but I I I really like this movie. I like like his animation style a whole lot. I think it's always so impressive. Um, this movie, uh, there's a, a few things that kind of click like boxes for me or check boxes. I was gonna say click buttons uh-huh. and I switched halfway. Um, I like surrogate family stories, right? Where like people become a family on the, of their own choosing, not because of blood. And that is kind of the whole setup of eggs, right? Like eggs is, uh, living with the trolls. He thinks he's a box troll. He's clearly not a box troll, but he doesn't seem to make that connection on his own. It's kind of got the buddy, the L five in that regard. Um, and, uh, you know, I've like, you have the, the problematic friendship, um, that is driven because her dad is a jerk. Uh, her dad is voiced by Jared Harris. Um, I don't fully understand the, the obsession with the whole cheese thing. Like, it's just a a thing. Like, I don't know if that's like an in joke that I'm not getting. I mean, cheese is delicious. We are not denying that. Yeah, no. Um, but it's, you know, the white uh, hat, the white hat group. And then you have snatcher voiced by Ben Kingsley, who is the one who wants to join it. And he thinks that by getting rid of all the box trolls, that is his best way of doing so. Um, which is where you get uh, Mr. Trout, Mr. Pickles, and Mr. Gristle. That's Tracy Morgan, Richard Ayoade, and Nick Frost in reverse there. Trout is Frost, Pickles is Ayoade, and um, Morgan is Gristle. Of the three, Richard is the most obvious that is him. If you've watched the IT crowd, he has a very distinct uh, cadence in his voice and how he delivers dialogue, and he did not deviate from that at all with his voice acting. He sounds exactly the same where I think Nick Frost is doing a character. And I also think Tracy Morgan sounds a little like Tracy Morgan, but ultimately is being the character where I, I think Mr. Pickles is basically Richard Ayoade, uh, which is again, I like, cause I think he's very funny, but um, I, I, I had no real complaints. Um, I, this is, it didn't like displace Kubo as my favorite Leica film, but I, I kind of enjoyed it more then I recall Paranorman or Coraline. So for me, it's it's like maybe my second, although we haven't talked about Missing Link yet. Throw that uh, as a potential curveball. But Asterix. I really, yeah, I liked, I liked what this movie was doing. I like what it had to offer. What, what about you, Corey? Rewatching Same. it, what did you think? Same. I'm glad that I rewatched it. I've been wanting to rewatch it for a while. I don't remember why I watched it in the first place. Maybe our mutual friend was telling me about it's it. It's possible. Um, but I uh, I have the same feelings as you on the other ones that we've already talked about. Uh, Kubo is my favorite. Um, but it's hard for me to just talk about one and not the other, though. Yeah, actually, I agree because there is a weird story connection, I think, between both of the films with Missing Link and Box Trolls. Um, yeah, I listener, I said we would do spoilers. Let's just go into Missing Link and then we'll go into spoilers for both of them. Um, because I, I agree, I, I multiple times had a hesit- I hesitated because I wanted to bring up Missing Link. Um, so, um, Missing Link is from 2019, uh, five years after the box trolls, and I think two, uh, after Kubo, um, maybe three, I can't remember if Kubo was 2016 or 2017. Um, it also has a 68, a 6.7 IMDb user score, so very similar ratings. Um, directed by Chris Butler, who also wrote the screenplay. 
uh, stars Hugh Jackman um, as Sir Lionel Frost. Uh, David Williams is Mr. Lemieux Lent. Um, Stephen Fry, uh, Matt Lucas, who pops up in all sorts of stuff. Zach Galifianakis is Mr. Link, uh, the, the titular character. Timothy Oliphant is William Stank, who I totally thought for some reason it was uh, the guy who plays Rorschach. Oh. Um, ha- Haley, uh, can't think of his name. Oh, it's always I always know it, and it's just not coming to me now. He's also the the Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy uh, in the reboot. Um, but then we have Zoe Saldana as uh, uh, Adelina Fortnite, and those are the the main. Oh, and Emma Thompson does show up uh, later in the film. I'll save what she does until later. Um, so uh, I I watched Missing Link, I think about a year ago. Um, because I, I missed it in the theater. Uh, I was a little disappointed that I hadn't, because again, I, I was trying to keep up with all the like of films, um, even though I had still not seen the box trolls. And um, my initial take was, that I, I, I thought it was fine. Um, definitely. I thought it was a little lesser than, uh, than the other ones. Um, this time though, I rewatching it. I liked it more, but I, I think the weak link is Zach Galifianakis. I, I've kind of grown tired of his shtick. Um, you know, uh, when I first saw The Hangover, like the very, very first time, I thought he was very funny, and I liked the movie collectively. Over time, I've pretty much soured on The Hangover fr- franchise. I, I don't, it doesn't make me laugh the same. It got very redundant, and Zach Galifianakis has just become, over and over again, I think he's not as funny as we maybe give him credit for it. Like, I think the stuff he does with like the between two ferns is funny in theory, but I don't really enjoy watching them because I don't, I don't find his humor always, it doesn't always work for me. And that's the same with missing link. Uh, there's like a cute charm to it at times, but then other times it's just like, okay, but I just, I just hear Zach, Zach Galifianakis doing the bit. I don't, here link and um where i feel the complete opposite with hugh jackman i think hugh jackman is tremendous in this movie i love that character i i I have really really become a huge uh jackman fan i think he's just almost always brings it uh and i I like zoe saldana a lot i don't know why she's doing the accent she's doing in this movie um i don't it doesn't fully work to me but I do like her. I still think she brings like heart to the performance. And I, I again, um, I like that it's a performance and it doesn't just sound like Zoe Saldana. It's, it's her doing a character where missing link who is a Sasquatch uh, just sounds like Zach Galifianakis. And it's like, all right, but um, I enjoyed that one too. And I won't get into the story similarities yet because that feels like spoiler, but Corey, uh, what did you think <laughs> of missing link? I was just wanting to say that, He's great in Reno 911. He's so good. Um, hilarious. But um, I agree. So I haven't seen Par- Paranorman. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. I need to watch it. But this was my least favorite. Oh. Of the Leica films. Uh, is it Leica or Leica? Because I've heard it pronounced both ways. I say Leica. I do not know if that is correct. Um, but I, I guess it could go either way because it is L-A-I-K-A. Uh, I was so. like, have I been living my life, my life wrong? Um, I feel like Missing Link just didn't give me the feels. Like mm. Kubo, you know, 
Kubo hits a I'm, lot of emotions for me. I'm pretty sure it's been a while, guys, but I'm pretty sure I cried in the theater on that one. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, Box Trolls gets me in the feels. And Coraline's okay. I obviously don't hold it in the high regard that everyone else does. But I should probably give it another watch. But Missing Link just didn't really hit those feels for me. And I kind of expected it to. Which maybe that's my fault, you know? Uh, um, well, it's it's the only one that doesn't have a uh, child as the lead. Um, which I guess Link is supposed to be childlike, but you know, if you think Coraline's the lead, she's a kid and she has, there's a parental story, right? Like her connecting with her parents, box trolls is eggs is the kid. And he has, um, and his, you know, he, he's, he has a family, but it's not, he's adopted essentially by the box trolls. Um, and then you have paranorman. I can't remember her, the parental situation, but he's still a teenager type character so he's still a kid going through you know that kind of thing kubo uh, uh again it uh, becomes an orphan very early in the film uh so i don't feel like that's a spoiler that's kind of the setup is that he's uh alone and trying to survive um where then we get to missing link it's the first one of the Leica films that isn't led by a child there's no actually there's not a kid in this movie um at all really i mean there is a there's a baby like really late but he's barely in the movie he does have a plot function at one point, but uh, ultimately not not relevant. It, it's you know Hugh Jackman. There is still the the theme of acceptance, which uh, definitely plays in. I think all of the Leica films is finding your place, um, and I think that works mostly well. Uh, and it, but Hugh Jackman's character does feel like the lead to me more so than Link himself. Yeah, and also I don't know how. The box trolls and Missing Link have the same like stats when you were like talking about critics and audience and stuff because yeah, box trolls is just so much better to me. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, box trolls has a 61 and Missing Link is a 68. So Get out of here! Get um, out of here! It might be the aesthetic. Uh, box trolls is a grimy kind of looking film which i think is it's what it's going for i think it, it looks like it should look um missing link is a little more uh pretty at times you know like the forest sequence when he finds link um is very pretty i think it looks amazing um and then later when they're in other areas uh i think it's also very pretty yeah um box trolls is the color palette's very muted and dull um so I think, and it's kind of gross. Like there's a lot, there's a, I think uh, of the Leica films, it is the most gross out based humor. You know, there's a lot of like kind of fart jokes and um, people like body horror almost like the, the guy swelling up when he eats cheese is pretty disturbing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot it, about that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, gr- yeah. The, oh, the leech. It's a gross <laughs> film. Um, It's a little it's more so violent good, too. Though. Oh yeah. No, but uh, I think that, that changes the uh, the uh, attitude. I we're in spoilers, right? Um, we can be. Let's, uh, listeners. We're gonna take a very quick break, and when we come back, we are gonna hop into our spoiler segment. So, um, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watched Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests 
director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. And we're back. Uh, Corey, why don't you give them the warning? Guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about these two movies in great detail. You have been warned. So, we're in spoilers, Corey. What do you What do you want to say? Oh my god, I just got amnesia. <laughs> I forgot. Oh. Dang it. Well, I will say, the thing that, to me, the two films have very much in common is uh, there is like a secret society that um, a character mm. is trying to join. And they it's it's definitely about social status and standing, right? Um the white this hats one is and... more the White Hats and, and Box Trolls and then like the Adventures Guild, I guess, or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Extraordinary in, uh... Men or something. Yeah, and both are about uh affirmation. Um it's interesting though, because the antagonist of Box Trolls is the one who wants the affirmation by joining the White Hats. His is more of I think a social standing. He's clearly like the from the poor part of town. Um he's the red hats. It's you know, like they're it's that kind of white, white collar, blue collar mindset. Um, he wants to be confirmed that he's an equal and sit at the table and share the cheese, despite not being able to eat cheese. Um, where it's similar with Sir Lionel Frost in uh, Missing Link, because he wants to be accepted into this club because he is an extraordinary man, but no one believes him because everything he's chasing is kind of fictional and, and mythological, even though he has found many a thing there, they don't, Buy him buy into it, but he will, he's looking for that affirmation that he is, in fact, extraordinary. Um, so in a lot of ways, there's parallels with the narrative. As a result, uh, he's using these creatures, and that's the girl's argument is that you use everybody to try to get ahead. Similarly, uh, the red hat character that Ben Kingsley plays is trying. He's tr- basically killing the box trolls, or at least he's planning to, uh, in order to become part of this this elite group of the city the rich essentially and uh so much so that he was dressing in in drag and uh pretending to be a different person so he could <laughs> participate uh yeah um but uh other than that i mean the stories go different in that direction um you know you get emma thompson's character as the uh queen of the yetis i guess you could say um in missing link and like that whole sequence is interesting because she's very dismissive of Sasquatch as like kind of their redneck cousin. I think that is the exact choice of words. Um, and you know, uh, again, a lot of the humor with link is, is very Zach Galifianakis type jokes. And some of it makes me laugh. Uh, every time he cracks the window open, um, like literally cracks it open. I, that I laugh at that. I laughed at that in the trailer. I like those little kind of misunderstanding type fish out of water type jokes, but a lot of the other jokes are just Galifianakis. You can kind of tell he's just like vamping, you know, coming up with things on the fly. Probably did 20 takes of different wineries and that was the best one they got. And it's just a lot of times it doesn't feel funny to me. That type of humor often doesn't work for me. If I feel, if I feel like I can hear the workshopping of the joke, um, it, it, it takes me out of the movie. Melissa McCarthy's really bad at that. And a lot of her, uh, more, well, a lot of the Ben Falcone collaborations, her husband's, uh, if he wrote the film, I usually, her joke scenes go way too long. And you can tell there's probably 50 takes of her just improving. And they took the most outrageous one. Um, what's uh rebel Wilson's the same way. And I think even, uh, Kate McKinnon 
a lot of times her jokes suffer because of repeated takes and they just I, I they go so far to try to make the joke work that it ends up not being funny to me uh, other people find that humor very 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 functional but i i just see through the lines and it makes me not enjoy the joke and that's how a lot of the jokes are for me with this is it just sounds like galifianakis improving and it's like fine i guess it's fine but oh i remembered what like killed me while i was watching this movie so um we've talked about this like so many times but I just don't look at movies the same way that a lot of people do. Like, violence doesn't always get me. There are only a couple of particular things that really, really, really will get, like, in my guts, you know? Um, And, like, horror doesn't get to me. Like, a lot of things just don't affect me, which sounds terrible. Um, But I was like, that at the end end kind of when they're trying to escape from the palace of the yetis and stink 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 whatever his name is they're all all four of them are like grappling for life and stuff and they've already you know two uh, i don't know a couple of the people have already died and then Mm -hmm. stink is like grasping for life by you know this icicle and they are too and then he just falls and i'm like maybe a kid wouldn't think about it you know when they're watching this movie but they're just falling to their deaths there's no like trampoline down there and it's i mean we grew up on disney movies yeah you know they're they can be pretty morbid but i don't know why it just like i'm like these people are dying in a kid's cartoon they're just i mean i think you could argue that like Coraline is a very frightening uh movie like no nobody actually dies though i don't think in Coraline, but like the uh the eyes mm-hmm. and you know like the button eyes and stuff it's it's very scary and then paranorman i don't know if you know the premise of paranorman but like the whole thing is like about like death um no i para- mean the name but paranorm yeah so paranorman's premise um a misunderstood boy takes on ghosts zombies and grown-ups to save his town from a centuries-old curse are- that deals again with with like a witch um is yes. built into that premise so, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of, like, scary imagery there. I feel like, oh, I forget Anna Kendrick's in that movie. Um, oh. Yeah, the cast. Oh, and your boy Affleck is in it, too. I forgot. Uh, Casey. Oh, Casey okay, I might have um, to watch it. I think you'll actually really like uh, Paranorman. It's, I think that movie might be better than I'm giving it credit. I don't think I love the design of the characters very much. I think that's where, like, I feel like some of it's just, uh, it's too exaggerated figures. But, um Cody Schmidt McPhee's in it. Oh, uh, I love him too. Class. Yeah, it's got it's got quite a cast, as as most of the Leica films tend to do. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Did you? I'm probably that? underselling that movie. I think I like that a lot more than I'm thinking. Go ahead. I saw like, um, I guess they're going to be moving into like live action, Leica. Leica. Ah, well, it's probably a lot a lot more time efficient. Mm-hmm. And I always find it interesting to like see like movie budgets and then how much they make in the box office. Oh yeah. And oh, they lost a lot of money on Missing Link. Um, which we don't see all the numbers because of course people buy the movies, they buy like, you know, merchandise and stuff. I don't know. Um Missing Link was definitely a, a 
And honestly, they didn't. Uh, Kubo didn't do as well as they had hoped. Uh, I don't think the marketing for these movies are are well. Uh, they don't get the push that like you do with other animation studios. Um, and it's a shame because I, I I think all five movies are very good. I want to do put that out there. Like even if I'm saying like I like this one more or whatever, I think they're all well made. I don't think there's a bad one in the bunch. Um, because even though I have I I don't think Missing Link is as strong. Um, as some of the others collectively, I do. And I, I enjoyed watching it the second time. Like I could easily put this on in the background and, and just have it on and, and be content. Um, there, I, there was no particular part that I was like, even the Zach Galifianakis stuff that didn't work for me, I didn't dislike. It just didn't make me, it didn't make me laugh. And I was like aware that they were trying to make me laugh. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like a laugh track. Yeah. Um, I also I feel like if my nephews were watching this movie, you know, these movies on repeat, I wouldn't be as annoyed as some other things. I mean, you know, I feel like, I do feel like, though, the other movies are more, like, geared towards adults. They, like, remind me of Pixar movies, where they're adult themes, but kids can watch them. I don't know a better way to put that. But then I feel like... well, you brought up the the the, the death sequence at, towards the end, and I, I do think that there's there's some very dark imagery and tones. I mean, Kubo, the whole movie is about death to a degree, and and you can't say that uh, Rooney Mara's um, <sighs> twins aren't horrifying. You oh know, yeah, like they're. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the other movies are more scary than Missing Link, mm-hmm. and I mean, our our kids going to be like oh they're just falling to their death you know what i mean and i don't even know if i would have thought of it that way as a kid i don't know i'm not sure it's an interesting perspective i mean because like roadrunner fell off oh well wiley coyote fell off cliffs all the time camera but it was but he came right back it was always a cartoonish element we don't see the outcome or the aftermath here um with those characters we know they fall but we don't see them hit the ground or we don't see their corpse or anything like that um and you mentioned like when you look at the other four like there is a lot of horror in Coraline and Paranorman for sure box trolls inherently are kind of scary and I guess to be fair the whole initial lie that Snatcher tells the community is that the box trolls stole a baby because they eat babies so the whole movie's operating under the pretense that the trolls eat babies, which ends up not being true. But still, like the setup for the movie is that, hey, if you live in this town and you have a child, you have to be careful because the troll will steal it to eat it. So that's pretty horrifying as a concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubo deals a lot with the afterlife. I mean, so much of the movie deals with like, you know, supernatural elements and uh, and uh, awesome martial arts sequences. And then um, and you get to Missing Link. And while it deals with uh, monsters to a degree, like you get the Loch Ness Monster uh, scene early and then you get the Sasquatch, they're they're very cartoonish and uh, playful. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Always like an air of like humor. It's all because his first assistant that we see, he's like got his head stuck in the Loch Ness Monster's mouth and he's being taken under, you know, the water and everything. But it's not really scary. And he survives. Yeah. He's good. Like, he spit out, and he's, he like, his, job, he's, Hugh Jackman but... saves him. 
he does quit, but that's probably the right call. You know, like uh, <laughs> do not disagree with that. <laughs> if but, you feel like your yeah, life like, is in danger. <laughs> Yeah, and he survives though. Like again, because like when he first clamped down, I'm like, oh wow, I didn't remember him dying. What? And then I was like, oh, he doesn't. He doesn't die. Okay. Uh, nope. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do want to talk about box trolls a little more because I love that movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, we we kind of just bouncing back and forth yeah. between the two. Uh, what is it about box trolls that you think makes you love it? I love the trolls, and I was heartbroken because I couldn't. Oh, guys, I don't remember how long ago I watched this movie, but I couldn't remember a whole lot of it. I just remembered that I really enjoyed it, and I remembered about eggs and, like, the general, you know, um, you know, story. But I couldn't remember if all the box troll trolls survived, and I was so sad. Um, and then when they got, because I feel like I got pretty attached to them, and I mean, fish, oh, yeah. come on fish yeah for sure you know like getting finding him records and different things that they can use as instruments to hang out and he's pretty much like his dad um and i just i just loved all of them and i just i think that it's so funny too that they're that they're making these trolls out to be monsters and the monsters are having to hide and live underground and really it's the people who are awful yeah I mean, a very common uh, kind of theme that oh, you yeah. find in movies, um, which is not a negative. That's not a, a criticism at all. But it is um, it is what endears me to the trolls. I also like the trolls a lot. Um, I, I like the fact that they don't speak. I think that's a compelling element to the, their characterizations as well, that they just kind of make noises and stuff. Which, um, while I'm watching it, I'm like, so then how does Eggs, how is he so fluent in English? But, yeah, I also thought that, but apparently you're just born with the language of your of your uh, species. Um, so real quick, uh, I was just looking at IMDb. So the IMDb star rating, the user score, um, Missing Link is 6.7, right? Uh, Box Troll is a 6.8, just barely beats it. Paranorman is 7, so it's the third highest. Now there's Coraline and Kubo left. Which one do you think is higher rated? I, so these are fans? This is the user score, yeah. I'm going to say Coraline's first, and second is Kubo. Uh, Kubo beats it by point one. What? I would have never saw that coming, obviously. Me either. People love Coraline. They do, and Kubo just barely bumped above it. And get this, uh, so if we look at Metascore, Paranorman's at 72, which is uh, higher than both. Um, it's 61 for Box Trolls, the lowest. Ugh. Missing Link is 68. Uh, Paranorman's just over 72. Coraline is an 80, right? So critics love Coraline. But Kubo, 84. Um, so it looks like there's a consensus that Kubo is the best of the Leica films. And it is 2016 that it came out. Um, I mean, it is. And I, it, it is. I, I adore that film. Um, and that's why I think, for me, Missing Link just didn't call for me to come like see it. But I we went and saw Kubo not long after Taylor's grandfather had passed away. And that movie landed really hard for both of us um, as a result. There was a, you know, because there's a whole grandfather plot line and not, we're not trying to spoil, I'm not saying anything that happens in Cuba, but um, it, it's, it is, it does deal with death and, and, you know, how you can continue loving. And I, I'm going to cry just talking about, it. I love that movie. It is so powerful. Um, and also it does appeal to, I, I know there are issues with the casting because it clearly borrows from, uh, from various Asian cultures and it is a completely whitewashed cast. 
um, it's not a direct one for one because they aren't playing the, the the world of Kubo seems to exist outside of our world. It's not like it's not in China or in Japan or in Korea or something like that. So it's not truly whitewashing. But when you are clearly borrowing from culture and like there's samurai imagery and you cast Matthew McConaughey as that character, that there, there's a problem there. Like it's just inherent. But the movie's so good and the performances are also good. It's just like, mm, but maybe you shouldn't have been the one playing that character uh, that is clearly supposed to be some type uh, of an Asian culture inspired character. It's not the best um, choice, but again, I adore that movie and apparently so did almost everybody else. So I'm glad to see that, but well done fans. Um, well done critics. And it's but box trolls. So beautiful. Which one Kubo or box? Uh, Kubo. I do enjoy yes. how box trolls looks. I like that. It's dirty. I like that. It's grimy. They live underground. They eat garbage. I mean, and bugs. I, I just, I think that you, you isolate some people immediately when you have kind of gross aesthetic. And also again, a lot of the humor is kind of gross. Um, and it's, it is, a honestly, it might be the most violent of the, the five movies. Um, Kubo has a lot of fighting, but it's, it's mostly martial arts and it's like, it's, there's a beauty to that. Uh, and it's tied to music in such a cool way. Another reason I love Kubo. I love the use of the music uh, and the, and the storytelling. Oh God, I love so much about that movie. And, um, you know, that's one of the things that this Leica has kind of done differently than Disney, right? Like Disney, you're going to get a couple of bangers that you're going to listen to and walk out singing. Your kid's not going to stop singing. They're going to listen to it obsessively. And uh, it's just going to be a thing. It. No, but Leica has mostly avoided music in their, their films. Like there's not big song or dance numbers. Um, but Kubo is the, the one exception, I think. But Thank you. Yeah, no, but that's not, a, maybe that's why another reason why Kubo is the highest rated is because there's a song in there that you can't. And I'm sorry, but the guitar gently weeps um, cover from uh, I think it's Regina Spector's cover of the George Harrison song is outstanding. I love the the it's, it plays over the end credits of that movie. I really know that movie quite well. I've taught it I think twice, so I'm I'm very Dang, intimately I need to watch aware of that film. Um, but uh, yeah, I I. I think there's just that's the box trolls has a lot of like, you know, there's fighting and there's, there's potential violence for a while. We think the trolls are being killed, but that turns out not to be true. Oh, but like, you think that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was so, so there's sad. a lot of like tension for sure. And especially eggs is like, you know, traumatized. He witnesses like the people that he loves or the trolls that he loves uh, being kidnapped and stuff. And it, I just, I love so much about the trolls like that. I just love how community, how like they're such a community. Even when they go to sleep at night, they just like stack up their little boxes and stuff. And like mm -hmm. that image that they keep showing us where like their stack of boxes is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Ugh. You probably heard my heart shatter in Florida. <laughs> um, it's so it heartbreaking. <laughs> It is. I'm looking at like some of the still images from them. It, it's just, it's such a gray, like it's grays and, and browns. Um, it, it's not, I, I think it's beautiful, but it's not this like popping color. Like, cause Kubo's got like the water sequences are so amazing. Like the combination of CG and claymation that they use for that movie is insane. Um, 
and there's so many vibrant colors in Kubo that just really pop. There's nothing really like that in uh, Box Rose because even um, El Fanning's character has like a pink dress, but it's a very muted pink. Um, her red hair might be the thing that's, that stands out the most throughout the film. I think the movie looks outstanding. Uh, there's the tactile feel that the claymation gives us that you don't get from like a lot of the hand-drawn stuff, which isn't a, a critique in a negative way towards the hand-drawn, but I think it's one of the things for me that has always appealed uh, with the claymation style is that it just, it, it is real, right? Like it's practical. So it, it has a, a look to it. That's just outstanding. And, all the more awe-inspiring when you think of how hard it is to animate this stuff. It is ridiculous. I'm sure that they do it at the end of Paranorman, and I can't remember for Coraline, but do they do, like, the scene at the end of the credits where they, like, show you building them building the, like, world or... I don't. I did not see that for either Missing Link or Box Trolls. Oh, I saw it for um, Missing Link. I can't... And I can't remember for Box Trolls. I must have just checked out at the end of Missing Link because I did. I I didn't think to like wait. Kubo's is my favorite. Like I love showing off the the, the giant skeleton because it's just insane how they made that. Um, but but yeah, I I don't know. I can totally see why people aren't pulled in by box trolls. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't know. I I definitely put Kubo number one for sure. I feel like I need to rewatch Paranorman apparently because um. I don't. I didn't have super fond memories, but when I was just looking at it, I was like, you know what? I actually think I like this movie more than I thought. Um, there's some behind-the-scenes stuff of uh, on IMDb of Zach doing uh, voice work. I want to watch it and see how right I am about him just riffing jokes. Um, but, you know, I, I like both of these movies. I don't think either is bad. I definitely... I definitely I don't know. I think I like Box Trolls more. I've seen Missing Link twice, so I, I, I was definitely... Um, I went into it a little apprehensive. Like I didn't love this the first time and I definitely liked it more the second time. Um, although I think I gave it four stars when I, when I watched it last year. So maybe I'm just, again, misremembering my fondness for it. Um, I'm going to even look and see what I wrote about it. Cause I, I think I posted my review on Letterboxd uh, when I, when I looked at it a year. Oh, maybe not. I just gave it four stars. So, yeah. I, I apparently liked it a lot. Um, and again, I, I liked it a lot this time. I, I have no real major complaints. I think it's entertaining. Um, it's just, I, I do completely agree with you. It doesn't hit the emotions nearly as hard as the I, other movies have. I wasn't even that concerned with Susan. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I don't want anything bad to happen to him or, you know, anything like that. I just wasn't, it's fine. Yeah. Well, even like they're out there after Lionel too. And like, you're just like, well, he, but it's Hugh Jackman. He's going to be fine. It's, it's, I never really felt like the peril was, uh, was there. Um, man, I can't think of the dude's name. It's Haley. Man, why can't I think of, I'm going to have to look it up because I, I have to know the, the Rorschach guy's name. Cause I totally think, uh, Schneck or Shank or whatever looks like him even. Um, uh, the watch Let's go look up. Using a bunch. Jackie of... Earl Earl Haley. That's it, Jackie Earl Haley. I knew Haley was in there. Um, oops. I feel like that's a hard name, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, that's apparently why I could not remember it. Um, yep, that's him. 
Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Elite Battle Angel most recently. Um, yeah, he's in a bunch of movies, but I, I totally thought that was him voice acting um, at first, and I was like, oh, wait, it's Oliphant? Cool. Um, but yeah, you know, that's... Uh, I got nothing else. Is Do you have anything else you want to add for either movie? No. All right, um, let's start with Box Trolls. Uh, I, I definitely say Box Trolls is uh, not quite golden. Must see. Oh, very nice. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my four star rating, so I'll say not quite golden for missing link as well. A decent watch. Oh wow. <laughs> Significantly different. Yeah. Um so man, I, I don't feel to me they're all just really really well made. I do think I would put box trolls a little ahead um of missing link, but I also I think missing link is solid. I don't think there's any I don't have any major complaints about the film. It's just really very watchable. I think all the Leica films are very watchable. Um, I, I think if you're putting a kid in front of them, I think Kubo is still, I think, the easy. I think Kubo is the most accessible out of all of them. Um, but Missing Link, I think, would be the second because yeah. I don't think there's as much scary imagery built into the movie as there is with the other three. Because um, Coraline can be traumatizing. I think the if you show that at the wrong time, even if, like, to me, when I see that yellow raincoat, I think of two things i think of Coraline and i think of it and uh, that it's a freaky image to me as a a child in a yellow raincoat hold on what was that alfred hitchcock movie that we saw what color was the raincoat was it red or yellow because it made me think of that which movie oh my god we just watched it to catch a thief or frenzy or um i don't remember a raincoat I'm pretty sure it was the Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't Alfred Hitchcock. The one where their daughter dies, and that's not... Oh, the Donald Sutherland movie. Yes. Um, oh, I do not remember what that was. Hold on, I'll have to look at the list. I know, um, I'm pretty sure it was a yellow raincoat. Oh, it was the beginning of the year? No, it was last year. Um. Wow, really? Was it that long ago? I feel like it was just a month ago, but... Definitely not. Yeah, but the months fly by. Because um, it was, uh, I think it was in the same month that we watched that. Don't look now. Yes. That's the one. That's probably it. Because um, the kid, is that what, like, he follows the, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a raincoat. You were right. Um, and I feel like it was yellow. I don't feel like. I don't think it was as vibrant a yellow as the animated ones. A bit. Well, I guess it's not animated, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like super It was like, red. It was bright. red. Ah, okay. Mind you. I don't know why it made me think of this movie. Just random raincoats. Interesting. Random raincoats. You gotta be careful of those random raincoats. Band name. Um, <laughs> kidding. That actually does sound like a band you would pretend to listen to. <laughs> um, Get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, drawing conclusions, we have one more episode, and it, it's my pick. Um, I, I selected a film that I've been meaning to watch for quite some time called your name um your name is from 2016 it is a uh, i believe japanese animated film um it is currently not available to stream on anything apparently oh um which seems incorrect because i'm pretty sure i own it digitally uh but it's not showing on letterbox as available on anything so i hope they didn't like take my copy away um or we'll be watching something different if that's the case but uh your name, um, it is available on like DVD and Blu-ray. Um, it, it's it's bounced around on some streaming services over time, but uh, 
there is an English language version and a Japanese language version popping up on Voodoo, so Letterbox is incorrect. I apparently own the English language version. Um, I did not realize that. Sorry, for those of you who do not like dubs. Apparently, that's what we're watching. Um, but uh, it has a 98 Rotten Tomato um, because it's supposed to just be outstanding. Uh, I, I've heard so many good things about it. It was a ri- it did so well that uh, Bad Robot bought the rights to remake it as a live action movie here in the states, and I haven't heard anything about it since then. But it was like months after the movie came out, they were already planning a live action adaptation. So um, it might be that it's faded off, or that people are like, no, 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 this movie's perfect. Don't you dare! But that's what we're watching next week. We're watching Your Name. Um, it is available digitally, but for some reason, Letterbox is not showing that it is. Uh, I don't know. It might be because of the different English language version and whatnot. Maybe it's glitching their system, but um, look for it. Check it out if you can. Uh, that's what we'll be watching. Um, in the meantime, if you like what we're doing, you can follow us on social media and let us know. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey. At Corey, our star two hours on the end. And if you will take just a minute and rate and review the podcast, your uh, five-star rating on whatever podcast provider you use will help other listeners find us. And uh, we appreciate that because it just makes life a little more fun. Um, We'll be back next week with our review of Your Name. And until then, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.